Hello there to the audio listeners. It is me, M. Swizzle, your host, or you can call me Max if you would like. This episode, I wanted to give a preview on. This is an audio-only preview. The video listeners cannot hear me talking right now. So thank you all for listening on Apple, Spotify, wherever you are. Maybe you're on iHeartRadio for all I know, right? I wanted to give some preview because this episode is rather different than our previous ones. This episode is an interview with Nathaniel Bandy. Nathaniel Bandy boasts over a million subscribers on YouTube. He's a super awesome guy. And in this interview, we talk about content creation, Nintendo. We have the usual Q&A. And it's an interview-styled episode. Normally, if you've been around on the show, I do news episodes where I'll run through a bunch of Nintendo news, trending topics, Q&A. The difference here is, like, when I normally have a guest on, I've had one guest on in the past. That is Botox Games. Great guy. We ran through a bunch of news. However, with Nathaniel, I was going to run through news with him. However, something kept picking at me all week where I had a strong feeling that I shouldn't run through news with somebody like Nathaniel Bandy because I'll probably have him on the podcast maybe once or twice more before I die, right? I wanted to take this special and rare opportunity to interview him as opposed to running through news and create an episode that may be irrelevant in a month. So this episode is a full interview. Normally when I have a guest on, especially if it's a Nintendo news-based YouTuber, we will run through news and have discussions about the news. So next week, I believe I have a guest booked that, that may or may not change. That will most likely be a news-focused episode. This episode, though, there is no news. It is me having a conversation with Nathaniel Bandy. However, it still does hold up. It's probably my favorite episode that we've ever recorded on the Mario Matter. So I do encourage you to listen to it. However, next week, you should have all your great news. With that said, I will not talk any further. Let's enjoy the interview with Nathaniel Bandy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our guest today is a fellow Nintendo YouTuber with the slogan, striving for originality. He is the mastermind behind many Nintendo ranking videos, challenge videos, how things trigger you, the web series Bandy's Universe, and so much more. He has been to at least one GameStop in every U.S. state. And folks, today, we might just find out how the Mario Matter Nintendo podcast triggers you. Ladies and gentlemen, Nathaniel Bandy, how's it going? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks for inviting me on. Welcome to the Mario Matter, the number one Nintendo podcast. It's it's so good to have you on. It's so good. It's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. I want to start here because I've been watching you for a long time, yeah. but for anybody not familiar, which I would imagine is a small amount of people, could you share with us your origin story? How did you begin YouTube? I'll ask about your Nintendo stuff later, but how did the whole YouTube journey begin? Because I've done my deep dive. It's mm. interesting. I want to hear yeah. it from you. Yeah, so, I mean, I've been on this platform since 2007. So, basically, the inception, I, I wasn't, it began in 2005, so, like, I've literally been here from pretty much the beginning. I was even uploading videos back in, like, 2007. And at first, you know, I was just doing, like, goofy little skits and parodies. I'd make, like, fake mm -hmm. commercials and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I do that with, like, friends and family. A lot of those videos are private. I still have a couple up. But, um, you know, at some point, it was around, like, 20 or 2009 or, like, 2010, I ended up discovering AVGN. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, this guy is hilarious. I love him. He's awesome. And, uh, you know, at that point, I decided to start drifting towards, like, video game stuff. Um, if you watch my really, really old gaming videos, which I don't have them up here again anymore, because a lot of them were, like, super vulgar. They're not really, like, who I am anymore. But, like, I was basically just copying him at first, you know. Um, yeah, so that's basically, like, how things started. And then I kind of, you know, I was inspired by a bunch of other people. Screw Attack. Huge inspiration. I loved, like, uh, their, their top 10 videos from, like, 10, 15 years ago. Um, there's a couple of, like, Let's Players I was inspired by, too. But, yeah, that's that's basically, like, the origins. I went back to your oldest videos. Uh, like, I, I love these commercials, by the way. They were awesome. Oh, thanks. And then it seems like, you know, you know, there were some 
Nintendo references in the videos, like, you know, once again, that Mario Galaxy poster when I watched your uh, farting contest with my clone was a title that stood oh, out. Oh, yeah. Years. So that, that was when I discovered um, how to split an image, kind of. Because mm-hmm. I was, like, learning how After Effects worked. Th- this was, like, I don't know, 2013 After Effects. So it was still extremely primitive. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was like, oh, this is so cool. I can do clones and yeah. stuff. You know, I'm 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, what's funny? Farts. So. <laughs> yep. And so I, I see that you began with, like, the Smash Bros. videos, like, kind of predicting, or not maybe began, because there was a few before that, but when you really dove mm. into, like, Nintendo, Nintendo, it seemed to be Smash Bros. predicting, and then we can see, like, some of the content that you make now, uh, top 10 hardest Diddy Kong racing tracks, like, kind of ranking things. It's it's just so yeah. interesting. And you are one of the OG Nintendo creators, so it's also cool to, like, pick your brain all about that. How did the Nintendo passion form? Because I, I I did watch your older stuff. I could see, like, mm. a Mario Galaxy poster in there. Like, where did the yeah. Nintendo... Like, what was your first Nintendo experience? Because I kind of want to know that, like, you're a great big Nintendo YouTuber. Like where, like, where did it begin? Yeah, well, I mean, I've, I've grown up playing Nintendo games pretty much my whole life. Like, when I was, like, six, I got a Game Boy Color for Christmas, and I got Pokemon Blue... I had Super Mario Bros. Deluxe. I didn't even play, like, the NES one until, like, yeah. college. I didn't realize those were even, like, you know, the original versions. I thought, oh, Mario Bros. Deluxe and the Mario Advance games, those are the only 2D Marios or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I've been playing pretty much my whole life. The only time I have been playing Nintendo games was, I don't know, it's like, high school, parts of middle school. I got really into, like, Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Yeah. Um, that phase, I, I, I still like those games, but, like, I don't really play them nearly as often. So, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty much my whole life I've been playing Nintendo games. I feel like everyone's got that phase. Like, you're playing Nintendo, then you venture mm. off into something else, then you kind of come back. Like, that was yeah. me with Fortnite, honestly. Yeah. I was so big into Nintendo, then Fortnite came around, and I went on a hiatus for about two years. Um, yeah, I've, I've had, like, Call of Duty kicks as well. Uh, recently, I got really into Danganronpa. Like, I've played all the games, I've watched the anime. So, yeah. that, that's pretty recent, but... You know, I do still mostly play Nintendo stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, you've done, you know, so many things with Nintendo. It's obviously, I would imagine, probably your favorite video game publisher. Like, your, enchi- yeah. your entire channel is obviously about Nintendo, for those who don't know. And you've done many things. But one thing that you know stands out to me in some of my favorite videos of yours to watch are the challenge ones. Like, mm. can I 100% every 2D Sonic game in one week Things like that. Of course, you do more. You do your ranking videos, how games are trash, mind-blowing, stuff like that. But I want to dive into your challenge videos because these actually really intrigue me. Let's start here with your can I 100% every 2D Sonic game in one week? Yeah. I want to ask, has there ever been one of those where you've, like, gotten into it Mm. and you realize it's impossible or you do it and you're like, I can't post this? Oh, well... Yeah, I think I've failed literally every one that I've done so far, except 2D Mario, which ironically, mm-hmm. I, I did not think that was going to happen, because that was, like, the longest that I've done so far. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, pr- pretty much all those games, it, it doesn't really matter if I complete it or not. It's more or less about, like, the experience yeah. of, like, what it's actually like to sit down and actually play a, a game for 12 to 14 hours a day. Because, you know, that's not something that people are normally going to do. So a lot of it's like, okay, can I, like, mentally stay sane? Um, You know, how do I feel like going through this? And There's a lot of these games where I've never properly 100% them, and I've always wanted to. Like Mario Bros. Deluxe is an example. I always wanted to play all the challenge levels, and I I finally done it. It wasn't very fun, (laughs) to be honest, but I've done it, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely been a lot of times where I'm just like, yeah... I'm probably going to fail this, but, you know, as long as the story in the video is good, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. It's super nice, too, because I personally have, like, this giant backlog of games, and it's such a nice excuse to, like, go back and, like, play games that maybe you haven't played or, I mean, as the title is, 100% every game. Like, that's perfect. Uh, one thing that I thought about, though, like when I watched these videos, because uh, I saw like, you know, you were you were close to getting all the Sonic games done. Like mm. you're playing for so long after those are done, like after this one week is done of playing the Sonic games. Mm. Are are you just like burnt out, like no more video games for like a <laughs> week or like how like because, you know, you're doing it for a week straight. Is it just like yeah. how long of a break would you say is after that? I don't really take a break from playing video games. Like, I I love them a lot. I mean, 
playing them like that in a marathon setting does get pretty tiring, you know, once I'm, like, into, like, day four or day five. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really take a break from it because, like, by the time yeah. we're doing that, you know, I'm working on, like, something else entirely. So, like, as an example for the marathon videos, while those are being done, every single day I'll have uh, two of my editors go through and make rough cuts of all the highlights of the day, all the story elements of the day. So, yeah. like, basically right after the marathon's done, I have a rough cut for every single day all ready to go, and then I just have to watch through it and then basically make the script from there. So I'm not even playing games at that point. It's such a nice format. I, I, I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I was I should I should give credit to the guy that did so someone did the same thing. He hundred he was hundred percent. He beat all the three D Sonic games. I think it was Yako CMN was his the, the channel name, and he did that, and I thought the video was like incredible. So I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, I gotta try something similar. So I did the three D Mario games to start. Yeah, it just seems like such a challenge. And I I mean, I'm sure it's a fan favorite for most. Uh one thing that I heard you say while you were talking, uh your editors. I invite you on the podcast. You asked for my Discord. I add you. We're messaging. I can see your, you know, about me on your Discord page. Mm. And your about me is, I time code long scripts for a living. <laughs> can yeah. we talk? Because I do this to an extent. Not the, not to the extent that, you know, you've talked about. Because I've seen, like, a short of yours where you were, like, talking about how you time code for your yeah. editors. And for those who don't know, time coding is... What, you know, Nathaniel and tons of creators do is they will send a video to their editors and they'll write the timestamp and what they want at that timestamp, kind of as a roadmap for their editor. And you talk about how you do this a lot. Yes. I want to talk about it because I have to do it too. Once again, not to your extent. But, like, how long does does this take, like, longer than it takes to record the video? Or, like, what's, like, the extent? Like, hmm. how long would an average time coding session take? depends on my motivation for the day my mm -hmm. record is time coding about let's say 11 to 12 pages in one day and yeah. that is that's like personal best my average is <laughs> i do like eight pages in one day and then i'm done and mm -hmm. these scripts are well at least for the marathon videos the scripts have been anywhere from like 12 pages to 20 plus pages so like the 2d mario one as an example i think took almost four days to just time code anything that's before anything even gets edited and mm -hmm. the reason it takes so long is because like you know i'm very very particular about what's shown on the screen when i'm saying it so i go through every single sentence you know obviously see what i wrote down and then i am time coding the part where the, the clip needs to start and then i have to do that for all the sentences in the entire script that's why it takes so long because i write such long videos now yeah yeah and it, i feel like once you you know as you keep on making videos like they get longer and longer yeah. so it's, it's got to be harder and harder to even just do yeah i mean that's like that's my least favorite part of this this whole thing now like i this is my 11th year now doing this full time and i obviously i wasn't time coding this whole time like i used to obviously edit my videos at the beginning but then when i got a full-time editor we had it was actually since you were talking about challenge videos do you remember the new super mario bros ds blue shell only challenge yes yes okay so that was the video where we decided time coding was necessary because we, we were kind of like half doing it, half not doing it at the time. But that video took my editor so long to edit because he had to kind of guess what I was talking about. And when I like got the edit back to check it, there were several parts in the video where what I was saying did not match up with the footage at all. So we were yeah. both like, okay, we both just wasted several hours. Let's just time code. So even though it is extremely boring to time code, it's very, mm -hmm. very necessary to the process. Yeah, because it just makes sure that like what you want is there first time. Doesn't yeah. waste anyone's time. It's just much more neat for the editor. Exactly. I, I can see how it gets kind of annoying though. I have to do mine for like one minute of a video. Yours is thirty minutes, if not more. Like An it's hour. it's crazy. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, the worst one was the SpongeBob one. Oh my yeah. god. We did a so I I ranked all the SpongeBob episodes and the movies and the spin-off episodes. I don't know how the hell I did that because <laughs> the script was like over 200 pages. That mm -hmm. was cra I will I don't see how I could do that again. That was insane. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. What was the motivation to do that SpongeBob episode? So, yeah. So honestly, the only motivation was because I was really concerned that Banny's universe wasn't going to do well because it was such a weird idea of like, oh, let's have live action 3D animation and 2D animation all mixed together. And we had an entire episode dedicated to SpongeBob. And I was like, well, people don't watch me for SpongeBob. I should probably try to get an audience 
at least interested before we, we launch it. And I thought, okay, the best way to do that is to rank all the episodes. And it's, it's funny yeah. because like, um, so I don't know if you know LS Mark. Do you know who he is? I do not. Okay, so LS Mark is one of the biggest cartoon channels, and he's well known for ranking entire seasons of, of cartoons. He's done like every episode of Family Guy, The Simpsons, yada yada. And we both started SpongeBob at the exact same time. And I didn't know that because I got into like the third season, and then he he got he was done. And the reason I know that is because I was asking him, like, hey, do you mind if I do this? And he said, Yeah, that's fine, but like my video's going out in June, and mine was gonna be the end of the year. I'm like, oh crap. So then at that point, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to add the movies and the spinoff shows just to stand out more so people don't think I'm, like, you know, copying him or something. Now, when I'm doing my research for this podcast, uh, I like to know this answer. And I ask uh, the guests that I've have uh, that, that have had on this question. Yeah. I couldn't find it on Google. I even asked ChatGPT. And ChatGPT couldn't give me an answer Not even for this. they knew? Wow. Not even they knew. Not even your AI knew. So... I want to know. You have all these Nintendo games. You've played all these games. What is your favorite game of all time? I couldn't find this answer anywhere. I don't know if it's public. Mario 64. I thought it might have been. Is, is that public? Um, I guess. I think I have it in like my Twitch bio or something, or I used to. Mm, dang. Me yeah. or ChatGPT didn't do our good research. Yeah, it's probably, well, I mean, to be fair, like, I haven't really made a video on that game in a while, but, I mean, that's that's the game that really solidified that I love Nintendo, because, I mean, I played Mario 64 in, like, 2001. I mm -hmm. mean, like, literally 20 years ago, and the fact that I'm still playing it, I still like it. It'll probably yeah. always be my favorite game ever. Yeah, once you can play a game, like, for that, you know, you can keep going back to it. Yeah. That's kind of how you know it's your favorite. Um what's crazy is I'm I'm a bit of a not to bring myself into it I'm, I'm a bit yeah. of like a newer Nintendo gamer I mean I've been like a lifelong fan I would say but mm -hmm. I never ever went back to play games like Mario 64 I have never played Mario 64 oh, that wow. is a crime um well yes and no I think a lot of people that have never played it didn't play it back then especially and are trying to go into it now probably won't like it that much because the controls mm -hmm. are super janky like I used to speedrun Mario 64, like, I did that in the mid-2010s for, like, a year or so. I never got, like, super pro at it or anything, but I got good enough to the point where, like, I've basically mastered the controls. Mm -hmm. And that takes a long time to, like, do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's hard for me to even, like, go back to games like that. Because, I mean, I have the uh, Switch Online N64 controller. Mm. It's so weird to me. Like, the fact that you hold the middle and the right, like, that's that's weird to me. It's it's hard to even go back. Like, people around me are like, this retro game is awesome. It's it's hard to go back to those. Do you ever feel like that? Or just because, like, you grew up with it, like, you you know, you were kind of used to it, and so it's fine now? Because, like, the graphics are hard for me to even get hooked on it. Um, The only, okay, I will, I'll say, like, generally speaking, not really. Because, like, I already spend so much time going back and playing games from the 80s and 90s. Like, we were talking about this earlier, like, excuses to actually play games. You know, I do a lot of ranking videos on entire series, like Yoshi, Kirby, stuff like that, which requires mm -hmm. me to go back to, like, NES and Game Boy. So, generally speaking, not really, but there are some games where they're just, like, so archaic that it's like, God, this, I just can't play this again. Like, I recently played Zelda 2 last year. Game is horrible. Uh, <laughs> Link's Awakening on Game Boy? Pretty archaic. Like, there, there's a lot of stuff in that game that's just really, really annoying. Like, in that game in particular, if you want to, like, jump over specific things or, like, lift a specific boulder, you have to pause the game, switch a weapon, unpause, and then do the thing. And you can only hold, yeah. like, two items because, you know, it's a Game Boy. Yeah. There's not many buttons. It's more, more, more tedious, yeah. Yeah. So, like, in some aspects, yes, sometimes. But, you know, some games have aged, like, really, really well. Like, you know, Mario Bros. 3, still fantastic. Mm -hmm. Mario World, Super Metroid, Mario RPG on SNES. Yeah, I mean, there's it really depends on the game, I think. Yeah, it's just like the controls change over time, and like I mean, like for me, it's just hard to go back to anything before N sixty four. Yeah, no, no, I that totally understand. I know a lot of people that just like won't even touch them. Mm -hmm, yeah, I've just got this gigantic backlog, and most of it's before I was even born. So hmm. it's 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 hard for me. But um, yeah, I mean, I was kind of interested to also ask because I somewhat deal with this. Hmm. Is it hard to separate? your love for video games 
and your YouTube work, like you're playing the game sometimes for the videos, is it kind of hard to like shut off and like just play the games as the hobby and not have to like think about any kind of YouTube stuff? Uh, it really depends on the, on the game. Like I would say for the most part, like, yeah, I mean, pretty much every video game I play, like I'm recording it. Like even when I'm not, you know, down here in the office, if I'm like upstairs, I have uh, one of those capture cards. I forgot what it's called. It's all, it's all an Elgato something, but basically like, you can record anything you play right onto an SD card. Um, I'm trying to remember what the box was called, but, um, yeah, like, I'll, interesting. yeah, it's, it's very, very, very cool, actually. I really like that thing a lot. So, like, let's say, like, it's, I don't know, it's, like, later at night, and there's a game I'm wanting to try. I'm like, well, might as well just record it, because maybe I'll use it for footage at some yeah. point. So, you know, a lot of times I'll do that, but then sometimes I just want to play Splatoon 3. I'll play that for, like, an hour, or, like, recently a game. I don't know if you've played that or not. Yeah, I have. Yeah, addicting. That, that game is awesome. I played like ten hours of it at this point. So like mm -hmm. stuff like that, you know, I I won't record. I'll just like you know listen to something while I'm playing. But mm. yeah, that game is so sweet. Game is so interesting to me. Like from from what I was told, it just wasn't supposed to be like this great phenomenon. Then yeah, people bought it, and it's like just this gigantic thing. I sat and played it for maybe three hours one time. It's just. It's a it's a phenomenal game. I just wanted to it's talk about that. It's very satisfying. It yeah, I think um satisfying. I think the VTubers made it popular because I kept seeing like random clips of it recommended to me and I like watched a couple, then I saw it was like the number two best selling game on the Switch and it was like two dollars. I'm like, screw it, yeah. I'm just gonna get it and then I played it for just like, buy it. three hours. Like, yeah, like there's very very mini risk there for for the for the low price tag. Let's dive into this. Okay, because this is recent. And I didn't want to mm -hmm. date this podcast, but I, I I do want your opinions on this. Okay. okay. Yeah. You've surely seen some Switch 2 rumors. Let's talk. Yeah. Um, Let's talk. What would you want in a Switch 2? Uh, really, I feel like if they don't have backwards compatibility for like 99% of Switch 1 games, they're going mm -hmm. to kill half of their audience easily. Yes. Because like, agree. I, I do think... The only people that won't care are the casual people picking it up to play like, oh, I want to play Mario Kart 8 with my grandkids when they visit or something or like, you know, something like that. I, there there yeah. are those people out there, but a lot of it is is hard with hardcore audience. That's crazy that you say that Mario Kart 8 with the grandkids. My grandma literally bought a Wii U so that when we come over, <laughs> we U. can play not Mario Kart 8 with her, but she wanted like the newest system so that when we come over... Uh, we're not bored, and like we weren't normally ever bored, but it's like it's crazy that you say that because that's exactly what happened. I just think the biggest thing, like yeah, I want some backwards compatibility. I'm worried that they'll dive into another like Wii U situation. I don't, th I don't think that they'll uh, do something like that again. Um, as long as they don't change whatever the next Switch Two is too much, it still works with all the Switch One stuff. I think they'll be fine. <sighs> It's it's gonna be hard to name it Switch. Like even if yeah. you name it Super Switch, it's just that's like the same confusion with the Wii and the Wii U. Just Switch like, Two. That's all they have to do. Switch Two. Switch Two would work because I mean it totally works for like PlayStation Three, Four, Five. Yeah. Switch Two would work, but it's also not a really you know a real Nintendo thing to do. Apart from backwards compatibility, is there like a certain Feature, do you, feature that you would want, like uh, something on the mm. controller or like themes or something? Um, I mean, honestly, I don't really care about the the themes or whatever. Like, I guess mm. it would be cool. But like, if it slows down like the UI, then I'm not really interested. Um, I guess like folders would be good. I know the system has folders, but like, it's not really folders. <laughs> They're no. like stuck in that one menu. So like you're yeah. not going to actually use them. You have to go out of your way to even access them. So maybe yeah, like I, I, better folders, mm -hmm. a faster eShop would be nice. Uh, Joy-Cons. <laughs> yeah. I think Joy-Cons that are a little bit bigger and don't have the drift problem is like literally all they need to do with a Joy-Con. Or, or any problem. I have yeah. so many problems with those. Um, I mean, I, I agree with the themes. I think it'd be nice. The folders, definitely. Because, like, yeah, you know, we have the folders. But it was so nice, like, on your 3DS or even Wii U. You can just throw everything mm -hmm. in there. And your menu's not cluttered, you know? Yeah. I think I think that was always nice. I'm excited for it. Do you think it's coming out this year? Yeah, probably. I think it's time. 
Uh, if it comes out, I mean, my even okay, even like, um, even my dad was like, "Man, the Switch is getting old." Because I was like, <laughs> I forgot what the, the the conversation was about. But like when I visited him recently, he brought that up. I'm like, "Man, if my dad thinks the Switch is getting old, it's time for it's a old. new one." Yeah, <laughs> it just feels like so long ago. It's it's about time, but it's like switches are still sort of selling. Yeah. So they could go like one more year, but I think it has to come out this year. I think it's actually uh, seven years ago to the day we got the uh, Switch like presentation. So that's actually a really cool milestone. It was uh, January 12th? I believe so. I saw it today on Twitter or Switch something. Not like oh, the wow. you know announcement, but like when they would show off. Yeah, the presentation. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, that yeah, was stuff like that. Yeah, I was. Oh my god, twenty seventeen. Like, like I guess like twenty seventeen through nineteen, I was su was such a blur because like that was when the channel really started to take off. So yeah, mm -hmm. I was so hooked into that. I was doing like videos like every three days or something. I mean, it was crazy. Were you yeah. like following like like every inch of it? Like like all the news, all yeah. the you know, it's everything. Yeah, I was That's super invested. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's what I want to do with Switch too. Because like when Switch came out, I had no idea until it came out. Oh I, wow! I, I didn't know it was coming because I was, I was playing Nintendo. I was still stuck on the uh, Wii U. Like I I hmm. I had no idea Switch was 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 coming out. But I was ready to not have like the Wii U be the console because like being a Nintendo creator during the Wii U days was like had to be rough. It was awful. There was no growth. No one cared <laughs> yeah. at all. And then the Switch mm -hmm. came out, and then all of a sudden, there's all these, like, big Nintendo YouTubers just out of nowhere. Yeah, so. just skyrocket. Because, like, once it's more popular, then you'll see more on YouTube. How yeah. how was it during the Wii U era? Because, like, if you could kind of, like, go into depth on that, because I was not around for that. Like, was it just, like, did you see a decrease in viewership, or was it still, like, the highest that you had been? Because I'm not sure, like, where you were before that. Like, kind of mm -hmm. talk to me about that, because I'm, I'm kind of curious. Yeah, the Wii U era was weird. Like, I, I would cover, like, Wii U games, but, like, there wasn't much. There was Mario 3D World, Mario Kart. Uh, I guess, oh, yeah, there was Smash Bros. and Mario Maker. Mario Maker was kind of a big thing for, like, half a year or something. Yeah. That was about was it. Good, yeah. There wasn't much. Like, I was doing videos on, like, older Nintendo games for the most part. I did a couple. Uh, I did some stuff on the new games, but, like, it just wasn't that interesting. <laughs> Like, the, mm -hmm. the viewership wasn't really any different. I still think I was, like, at that time, I was still kind of learning, like, what I wanted to do. Because, like, um, back in, like, 2015, 2016, I was basically only doing top tens. I wasn't trying mm -hmm. anything different. Or anything that I did Outside try. Outside the box. Right. Or, like, I, I mean, I guess it's not completely true. If I did try new things, generally speaking, they didn't do super well. So I had, like, two different types of videos I was doing. But once Switch came out, everything changed just completely. And then once the, the Switch came out, like, what did you, like, what was kind of your content? Like, you say that you, you were kind of, like, trying to figure out what you're trying to do during the Wii U era. Yeah. What changed when the Switch dropped? Like, what did you plan to do? What kind of came up for content? Well, I mean, honestly, there was a lot. Uh, I'll try to do, like, TLDR because, like, so much, a lot of it was, like, just really, really good timing, to be honest. Because um, when the Switch came out, I was in the last semester of college. So, like, I was mm. in this space where I still had a lot of free time. Because it's only had, like, one semester left. I had, like, 10, 12 credits. It was, like, three classes. I was, you know, doing college stuff, like, two days a week. So I had all this extra time to work on YouTube stuff. So around that time, I was working on, like, the first Triggered video. And that that video is is very interesting to me. Because, like, it was, it was, like, a throwaway thing. It was for Mario 3D Land. And the only reason I made it was because I was working on a top 10 for Mario 3D Land. I had just recently got a capture card for the 3DS. So, um, you know, as I was playing it, I was getting really annoyed with, like, dumb things about the game. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to write down everything I'm annoyed with. So then I made the top 10, and then I look at my list of things I was annoyed with, and it was, like, 30 things. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll make a video out of it. And just, like, something mm -hmm. really small. That ended up being, like, my most successful video that year. It did, like, 50,000, 60,000 views or something, which was crazy. crazy. for my ch My channel only had, like, 50,000 subs. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. I guess I'll keep doing this. And as that series was starting to grow, the Switch hype was getting more and more exciting. So then, I, of course, the Switch came out. I'm still doing triggered videos. I'm And it was crazy because, like, I knew 
I could do these videos for like three to four years. I'm like, okay, I can do all the Nintendo consoles. I can do every Mario game, a bunch of the Sonic games. So Great I format. like, I like yeah. meticulously planned out when I'm going to do everything. Okay, let's do all the 3D Mario, the end of 2017, then the next year, new Super Mario Bros, end of 2018. And like all this is developing while the Switch is also releasing brand new games. So I could do videos on that. So again, a lot of it was just crazy timing. I had just graduated college by the time we got into 2017. And I had all of this free time all of a sudden to just focus on on the channel. Mm -hmm. During like when you began those triggered videos, was it ever kind of hard to do because like some negative pushback from because you're only pointing mm -hmm. out the negative things. Yeah. Was it ever hard to do? And did you ever like consider stopping or what was it like? Uh, at the time, um, some people were upset about it because they didn't realize that it was just like a joke. But once I made... Yeah. You know, a bunch of them. Eventually, people were like, okay, yeah, he's just kind of joking around. And mm -hmm. um, I think it was like six or eight months after that series started, I made the first mind-blowing video, um, and which would just pointed out all the, the good things about a game. So it was kind of like, I guess, like an everything wrong with, except about games. So I guess it's it's kind of the same format, but structured a lot more differently. It wasn't every, all of my points were very like condensed, which is kind of like, I guess, the idea. It's easy to tell that you're joking. Like, when I watch that, I can tell that you're joking because you're pointing out, like, small things sometimes. It's like the dumbest like, things ever that aren't important, usually. Yeah, it's like yeah. dumb things. So, it's good that you kept, you know, going with that. And now you have Mind Blown. You have uh, you have the Trash, which is pretty much the same thing, right? It's Tr so, trash. yeah, I, I ran into some trouble with people thinking that I'm, like, you know, making fun of people with, like, uh, PTSD because of the word and I didn't in intend for that for the word trigger to be like like uh politically charged like that wasn't yeah. the idea and, and yeah it just much, like makes you mad right exactly like oh I'm, I'm just irritated by something but like that's that's it's interesting because like people on YouTube don't care but then you go to Twitter everyone just like attacking me all the time and it was like yeah. it was pretty relentless like there was a lot of times where there would be tweets that would take something I said out of context in those videos or just like getting a, a, a like a, a thumbnail of the video be like who's making a triggered video in 2020 and then you know it, it the the tweet does super super well because you know that that's that's just how it is so that's why mm -hmm. we ended up changing the name eventually because like we took a long break from the series anyway in 2022 it came back last year and now I'm totally done with them because like yeah. I've already made way too many. I think there's like 180 mm -hmm. triggered and like 60 mind blowing. That's enough <laughs> for one lifetime. So yeah, mm -hmm. I, I'm pretty much done with them at this point. I love the mind blown. So you're probably gonna do that for like most like the major releases. Um, I, I think I'm pretty much done doing those kinds of videos to be mm. honest. Okay. Like I, yeah, yeah, like I mean I've been doing them. Or I what I did them for like six or seven years straight. So I, I like to change things up. Like for people yeah. that have known me since the beginning, you know, my channel changes pretty drastically every like four to five years. I'm like currently mm -hmm. in the beginning of another phase right now. So yeah, I mean, my channel will probably look totally different in the next like mm -hmm. year or two. Yeah, but I mean, it's always good to like keep on changing around your content. Cause yeah. I mean, like how, how you started your triggered series. It's like, that was kind of a joke. It was just a random Put idea. Out the video. And it goes to the moon. Like it's just keep it's it's good to keep on, you know, doing stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, everything like your your channel's just fascinating because like one day it's uh, ranking every Masahiro Sakurai game, then it's going to GameStop in fifty states. And I actually <laughs> want to touch on that. The yeah. GameStop in fifty states. It's it's well documented in the video. Is there anything, and you don't have to, you don't have to you know, tell us this, was there anything that didn't make the cut that it's like a crazy story that just wasn't in the video? I'm sure that everything, you know, that needed to be in there was in there, but is there any mm. like behind the scenes experience that you can tell us about? Well, there is a little bit. I'm again, this is, um, I actually talked about this on another podcast on, on, on the group channel minus world that we do, but mm -hmm. I'll basically share like a little bit, but, um, basically, um, you know, like Carl was sick and he was like stuck in Alaska. Yeah. So yeah, so basically, his flight back to uh, where we live was horrible. <laughs> um, he had he he had taken like a bunch of medication to try to you know like make his ear you know heal faster, but the problem with that is his stomach did not agree with you know the massive elevation change while he was mm -hmm. flying. So like there was when he was like flying back, um, he passed out in the the airplane bathroom. Uh, he threw up. 
and he just felt super nauseous. So like that stuff we didn't put in the video because I could have gone into like a lot of detail. I think it would have derailed things too much. Plus it's kind of yeah. gross at the same time. Uh huh. That's pretty much the only thing we didn't add. Like everything else, you know, was documented like yeah thoroughly. I think. Mm hmm. That's well. That's one of my favorite watches that I sometimes even like go back to. It's just. Yeah, well, again, you know, I am in, I'm a lot of my stuff is inspired by other people, and a lot of times it's yeah. not Nintendo related. So I don't know mm -hmm. if you saw Eddie Burback's Rainforest Cafe video. He went to every Rainforest Cafe in the country. I'm like, that is so dumb. I love it. And yeah. then like a week later, I'm like, oh my god, I could do this, but with GameStop. Yeah, you so, like, you like flip it, you like twist it, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's it's. I can't stop saying how, how perfect it is. Uh, we can jump to the uh, Q&A if you'd like. Sure, yeah, we can do that. Sure, sure. all right. Uh, so I've pulled a couple of questions from my community. Um, we're going to answer some of the members' questions for those who want to ask questions. Become a channel member. That'll get your question guaranteed. Let's dive into some questions. I have not seen these questions. Okay. Uh, let's 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 go ahead. Let's dive in. I'm going to hand them off to you because you are our guest. Then I'll kind of chime in at the end. Cool. Uh, our first question uh, from Rad Ninja. Which do you like more? And this is interesting. Xbox or PlayStation? Because I want to know with you, because you're Nintendo, so am I. Which one do you prefer? Currently, I don't really care for either of them. Because, mm -hmm. like, I guess I would say I prefer PlayStation just because they, they still have some exclusive games. Yeah. Um, I think the, the consoles themselves are, are great. I love the controllers on both of them. But when it comes to, like, the actual games... There's just not much there. Like for me, I'm I'm one of those guys that has that goes Nintendo and PC. That's me. So like mm -hmm. if you know, obviously primarily play Nintendo. If I want to play something third party, I'll go to Steam, and that's pretty much yeah. that. But if I had to pick, I guess probably PlayStation. Like what? Which one would you pick? I'm an Xbox guy. Okay, you like Game Pass? I'm guessing. No. Well, here's 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 my thing. Uh, I'm also like Nintendo and PC. I have an Xbox because that's was that was before I got the uh, Steam Deck. Oh yeah, and so I got one too. Those I, things I, are awesome. I play most of my PC stuff on there. Yeah, I mean, because most, I mean, as you said, most of like the third party stuff, it's all on PC except for like Spider Man or something. Like you know, some some small. That's it's not small, but like a small number of exclusives. Yeah. Most of it's just on PC, and if you have one that can run it, I mean, it's probably just the better option. Right, yeah, exactly. Mm hmm Yeah, Xbox, PlayStation, I feel like that war will never end, but... I think it's silly, because, like, there shouldn't be a war. I mean, like, there literally the be. only difference is, like, a couple of games, and that's about it. Couple games, different menu interfaces, yeah. control, it, it, it runs the same stuff. I will say, I also think PlayStation's UI is a little bit easier to... It's a bit more concise, I think, than the Xbox I agree. one. I agree. Um, so that, that's like another reason I do, especially PS5. Like they really f made it a lot better than PS4 because they had they, they had like stuff all over the place on PS4, and then like for five, they finally have sep they separated games and media tab. I'm like, yes, this is perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas like the Xbox one just feels rather. It's just squares <laughs> all over the place. It's squares. So it's dead. It's not hard to navigate, but like. It's not all so easy. I mean, picking your game on the menu is pretty easy, but, like, yeah. if you want to get to the store, it's kind of a jump through a few hoops. Uh, it's just a bit worse. I think that the PlayStation uh, interface is a lot better. Hmm. Uh, I do like... Jack or something. Yeah, I was sorry, just going to say, I do like Xbox controllers way more, though. So I yeah. use them all the time. Do you mainly prefer the, um, like... Obviously, you just said that, you know, you use Xbox. Do you hate or do you like the stick placement? Like, the, um... Up, like, you know, top and bottom, or do you like the both bottom? Obviously, you use uh, Xbox controllers, but, like, do you mind either? I'm not really picky. I, I would probably say the way that Xbox does it, and I guess the Switch Pro, is a little bit nicer, because, like, I have a Switch Pro right here. Because, like, if you have yeah. both of the joysticks on the bottom, and you have, like, a D-pad on the top, it's a little bit harder to reach, just because the joystick pops out more. So you kind of have yeah. to, like, curve your thumb a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But like it's it's not that big of a deal. It's not much of a difference. And is is the Switch Pro controller like your main like your go to when I'm when you're playing Switch Pro controller, right? Yeah, the, definitely Pro yeah. controller. Yeah. I was just asking because I I'm into like third party stuff. I don't even. This is like I an eight some. bit Do controller. I will say if I'm playing Tetris on the Switch, I use Joy Cons. 
because mm-hmm. this D-pad sucks. It's horrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, like, I, like if I'm like pushing left and right, sometimes the up uh, button will just get triggered. I'm like, why? Like, mm-hmm. why? I didn't yeah. push up. It happens all could the be, time. Could be better for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our next question comes from Jack. What do you think about pink gold peach in Mario Kart 8? Yeah, so that, that was like another thing. It was like a, an inside joke on the channel uh, for quite a long time. Dude, that joke has gotten... <laughs> I'm going to bring up my dad again. Every time I see him, we're playing Mario Kart. He's like, oh, I'm going to play his pink gold peach. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> so funny. Um... Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really... Oh, here's the thing. It was more of a problem back in the day because, like, the original Mario Kart 8 roster was pretty bad. Like, so much of it was filled with, like, Koopalings, Baby Rosalina, instead of, like, I characters people actually wanted. And then, like, Pink Gold Peach was just, like, icing on the cake. And, yeah. at, like, at the time, <laughs> I made, like, these rant videos where I was getting, like, legitimately mad about it. And then it just turned into, like, a joke because people were like, why are you getting so mad about this? So then mm-hmm. it, like, became a bit... And now I don't really care because there's so many characters in the game. She's still a stupid character, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't really care anymore at this point. I mean, do you ever see like anybody playing as one of the Koopalings? Yes, you you I you guess. may occasionally, <laughs> but I feel like I'm seeing the the links, the Animal Crossing villagers, the yeah. Mario, the Luigi, the Toad. I would rather have all of them out of there, like all the Koopalings, some of the medals, and just bring in other characters from other franchises like like would yeah. you be open to a nintendo cart kind of thing yeah i think that's what nintendo's probably gonna do because i think they were testing the waters with adding like link and animal crossing and a couple of stages from like f-zero and stuff yeah just to see like what people thought of them because like i don't know what else mario kart could possibly do to innovate after eight and i think that's part yes. of why we've been playing that game for like 10 years now is obviously because it's selling well, but also because mm-hmm. it's like, well, what do you even do? What, yeah, what do you do to it? Yeah. Like, it's got it's the same problem that Smash Bros. is going to run into. Like, what is the next Smash Bros. going to do? Add more characters? Like, by the time we got down to, like, the last three to four characters, I feel like no one was really playing the game. They were just excited for the character reveals, which, that, I mean, yeah, that was me. New, new updates and stuff, yeah. But yeah, I'm just like, oh, cool, Sora's in the game. That's, that's crazy. And then I play him for, like, five minutes, and I don't touch the game again. So, like... Yeah. Yeah, they kind of both of those games are like I think it's that's it's kind of like a weird problem to have um, that I feel like only Nintendo has the issue with is like they actually, for the most part, like don't take things out of their new games to later reintroduce them. They basically keep all of the good stuff. And now it's like, okay, well, what do you do? Like Mario Kart 8's basically already perfect. So Mm -hmm. Nintendo car, I feel like that's the next thing that they can do. They're going to run into a problem, like even with Smash Bros., I, I almost feel like you might want to take some characters out and then yeah. bring in some new ones. Because, like, you can't just one day end up with, like, 150 characters in there. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the roster is already, like, overwhelming. Like, I look at the Smash yeah. Bros. roster, I'm like, who am I going to play at? So many, yeah. Like, sometimes my most common pick is the random button, and then I just <laughs> go with that. Like, there's a couple people that I'll main that I'm just like, man, but there's so many characters that I could be, like, playing as. Who are those mains? I do, well, it depends on the game, but for Smash Ultimate, I mostly main Dr. Mario. Mm-hmm, yeah. So that, that's my I'm, main. I'm, I'm a Mii Brawler. Mii Brawler's good. Super he is good. Most, like, the main reason is because I was a good little Wii U boy. When the Wii U came out, I was still, like, in elementary. I'm, I'm not sure if you know that. Some people think oh, I'm, like, 25. <laughs> I was still in elementary, so I was like, I want to be me in there. And so I I chose the me, which was almost uh, like like the same to a default me. I didn't know how to change my my me very well, like yeah. when I was making it. So it looks like a default me. I'm just in there beating people around. Then when Smash Ultimate came out, I'm like, oh perfect, he's still in there. So I've just mained him ever since. And I'm 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 no like good Smash Bros player, but I I'm so used to him. So yeah, I like that's why I made it. I also, cool. um, I like Me Gunner, too. Me Gunner is pretty fun to use. Gunner's good. Yeah. The Sword Fighter one, I, I can't get into. Dude, it's crazy. There was this uh, Smash tournament I went to, like, three or four years ago. Do you know who uh, Failboat is? Yes. Okay, so Failboat was in the tournament, and I think I participated as, I did participate, but I got knocked out pretty early. But Failboat won this tournament with Me Sword Fighter. I'm just like, how did you Jeez. even do that? That's insane. <laughs> you're you're mm-hmm. crazy for doing that. Uh, our next question comes from, uh, I don't know what's the name of my handle. Is is the username pretty creative? Uh, do you think there will be another DS? Uh, probably not, right? <laughs> no. 
I <laughs> no. Nintendo's past that. I mean, I think it'll be really funny to get a Switch with two screens for like no reason. That's but it. But it's yeah. not gonna happen. That would be great because like there was this patent that came out, and those probably like patents for consoles probably wouldn't happen. Like we had that patent. Do you remember uh, the one that was for the Switch, and it was like a oval-shaped screen, and it mm. just had like two thumbsticks on it. Have, yes. have you ever seen that? I remember that. Like. Yep. People thought this is the switch, and it just—they don't ever come to be. There's one that came out recently that you might have seen, where the screens were like detachable. Oh, okay. It was hmm. so it was like a it was like a DS, uh, but these obviously come off. And I thought that would be great for like emulating the Wii U and 3DS, and I guess DS. Yeah, DS, all that. Yeah. I mean, would it really? Okay, here's the thing. I guess that could work, but I feel like that shouldn't be a part of like the main console, like maybe make a second screen attachment is like an accessory. Cause I feel like that's a super, at this point, kind of a niche market to like, oh yes, yeah. if you want to emulate DS and 3DS and Wii U games, buy yeah, this extra like there's screen. there's not many people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah, would definitely do it, but I don't I don't see that like happening. If it does, then hey, that's, that's pretty cool. I, w I would too, but like if they sell that as, if they sell it with the Switch, it'll be rather expensive. If they sell it as an accessory, you might as well just buy a Wii U or a 3DS because it'll probably be around the same price, if not cheaper. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like, like a cool idea, but I don't, I don't see, see it happening. It. I mean, no. maybe if, if Nintendo really wants to make the ultimate Nintendo console, um, then I guess that they could pursue that to eventually have like every Nintendo console in the Nintendo account or on, the, on Switch Online or whatever. But, like, they haven't even added GameCube games, so, like, no. I yeah. don't know. I don't think they're going to do that. It would be cool, though. Mm -hmm. I think that, like, they'll keep on adding. Like, I'm sure for the next Switch we'll have, like, I would like to think that we'll get GameCube games, whether it's, a you know, you pay mm -hmm. on the eShop, we'll like, how you how you used to, like, you know, Virtual Console, whether it's like that or whether it's, you know, on the Switch Online or whatever. I would like to think that they keep on going with that, but... For me, it, it it becomes a problem once you reach the 3DS and Wii U emulation. Because okay, yeah. our next is GameCube, then it's gonna be Wii, then Wii U and three. Like it it becomes a problem. So maybe they'll they'll figure it out. But yeah, I mean, I just don't see them yeah. doing it. Like like just like look at the past year. They've remade or they've ported Pikmin one and two. They've remade Metroid Prime. They've remade exactly. Mario Sunshine. Um. I think there's like a couple other ones that I'm not thinking of. And like they could have put all those games on Switch Online, but instead they're reselling them <laughs> at a higher price. So yeah. I feel like I think Nintendo thinks that GameCube games have way more value than everything underneath it, which is probably why it's not on Switch Online. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, if, if it happens, that, that'd be awesome. I just I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. I almost feel like it's just totally free money to, to throw them on the eShop. Like, just throw GameCube yeah. games on there because, like, they're so expensive nowadays. Like, you can't buy a first-party GameCube game for less than, like, 50 bucks. Yeah, maybe a little it costs less. a lot. Like, it would but be great just... to just be able to, like, buy the Mario Parties and then, like, yeah. play those on online. I'd even be fine with them being on Switch Online, even if it was a small selection. I just think that mm -hmm. Nintendo thinks the games are too valuable. Yeah. Which is, so which hopefully, is dumb, but, yeah. like, I don't know. I think that's their perspective. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Hopefully in the future we can yeah. get some stuff like that. Uh, Cam asks, what is your guilty pleasure video game? A game that everyone hates but you love. I have a couple. Uh, I like Sonic 3D Blast. Game is pretty bad, but mm -hmm. I mostly like the uh, the Sega Saturn version just because the music is so good. Yeah. So I guess that's and that's one off the top of my head. Um, there's probably a few other ones. I I have like this weird thing that I've developed over the past couple of years where I kind of like playing games that are like really bad just to like experience them because I've like never <laughs> mm -hmm. played them. Like I was talking about Zelda two earlier. You know I'm gonna be eventually ranking all the Zelda games. So I'm going through every single Zelda game and like Zelda one and two, uh, the Game Boy one that I Link's Awakening. Those have aged so horribly. So it's like, well, I'm not necessarily having fun playing them, but at the same time, it is cool to like get like a perspective on them, regardless. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's very fun to play bad games because then you yeah. quickly understand why they're so bad. It's just yeah. a fun experience. Like even I have this obsession with like shovelware for the Wii. I oh, love yeah. it. I can't get enough. Yep. Yeah, I it's have awesome. some. I have some shovelware on like the Wii. There was this one on the Wii U called the Stone Cutter, 
and it was a like one dollar game, and it literally lasts for three minutes. That's how long the game is, and it's horrible. Was it like a like a story or like what was it? It was a visual novel, and the only things you'd ever do in the game is like you would read some text. There's like two places you hit yes or no, and then the game ends, and that's it. It's hor- It was horrible. It's such a bad what? game. I can't even like understand. Okay, wow. Yeah, look up the stone cutter on Wii U. You might maybe I'll, one person made a video on it or something. I'm gonna do it after this because I can't even imagine that. That's a scam. And it's pretty did, bad. Did you did you buy it like knowing it was bad? I didn't know it was bad. The only reason <laughs> I played it was because like I used to have um, a Let's Play channel, which has been converted to Bethaniel Nandy at this point. But like a friend and I, we would just recorded some LPs and we're like. Hmm, what else can we play? We have some time. We were looking around. We're like, what the heck is the stone cutter? And it was like, I think it was on sale for like a dollar instead of two dollars. So I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just get it. And we're going to record and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And it ended up just being absolutely atrocious. This is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bad one. Uh, I'll answer this question because I feel like I'm, I might have a pretty unique answer. My favorite okay. console is the Wii U. And I talked about how my grandma used to have the Mario a Wii Kart U. 8. Yeah. Well, Wii U, Mario Kart 8, all that kind of stuff. She had a certain game, which we played a lot. And I'm so upset because I can't play it anymore because I don't have people to play it with. It'll make sense. Mm-hmm. We Party You. Have you okay. played this? I have not played those. I was actually originally going to do videos on all the Wii series games, but I never got to the Wii Party ones. We Party You is... I mean, the way that it used the gamepad. Like, there's this one game where... And it's so stupid, but it's so fun. You need three to four players. One person um, has the gamepad, and they can see all around them. Okay. You uh, so the other three players who are who do not have the gamepad run around this playground, mm. and you go up to like so many people in these dog mascot heads. Yeah. And the person with the gamepad has to describe what's around them. And you have to go and find that person based off like what's around them. So, you know, if the person with the gamepad said, there's a slide near me, three players go find the slide and maybe you'll find the person with the gamepad. That was just like so fun for me. And I was younger, like that kind of sucks now. Like, I'm not sure I would get much fun out of that. But things like that, things like Nintendo Land, that's not, you know, a game that everyone hates, but I love. But like just the way that they use... The, the gamepad is one that I miss. Mario Chase, I can't get enough of. Yeah, that game's great. The Luigi's Mansion one was also super fun. I loved that, that game. one was, like, scary. Though. Like, I... Yeah. Uh, when I was Luigi, I was just so scared... Oh, sorry, not uh, the me as Luigi. Yeah. I was so scared of just getting grabbed. Like, that was <laughs> scary, but it's the memories that you have with those. Do you like Game & Wario? That's one that I never played. And it sucks might because like it. it's rare now. You might, uh, yeah, it's very expensive, but if you ever get it, you honestly might like it because it's very similar to Nintendo Land and Wii Party U, where it uses the gamepad in like the most ridiculous ways. Like, I just played it last year because I, I was ranking all the Wario games. So I'm like, okay, I'm finally mm-hmm. going to try this game out. And I see why people didn't really like it because there's only like two good games on it. The rest of them are just like not very good. But the gamepad is used in like really interesting and creative ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one that I need to play because I had like seen that in stores. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I'm gonna buy the freaking shovelware for the Wii U. That's you know, yeah. I'm gonna buy Angry Birds trilogy for the Wii U. There I never go. really got into you know war- game and Wario. I I'm into it now, so I should I should check it out. But yeah, now it's expensive. I want to collect Wii U games, but uh, yeah, they're all skyrocketed in price. I, I bought a few before the eShop closed before they uh-huh. skyrocketed. Um, yeah. Have I, you always had, like, a big collection of Wii U games? No. I think I have, like, 30 Wii U games. Um, mm-hmm. I actually, Same like, problem. pretty much got... I pretty much got all the good games. Like, all the ones that are decent, I have them. Yeah. You like most, like, first-party stuff? Like, most. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much... The only ones I, like, don't have is, like, Pikmin 3, which... What's the point? It's on the Switch. So, on I don't Switch, have yeah. that one. And then there might be a couple other ones. I even have, like, Zombie U. Like, I have mm-hmm. basically all of the interesting slash good Wii U games, and that's about it. I, I don't really have a desire to go for, like, a full set or anything. But I know a couple yeah, people yeah. have, which is super cool. Because, like, I had mm-hmm. over 164 games. And at first, I was just kind of getting them for fun. It was, like, me and a friend. We were, like, sharing the collection. And, you know, it was, like, 120, 130 He was starting to, like, lose the passion slash didn't have the space for him. So he just gave me what he had, which is, like, 10, 15 games or something. 
And I'm just like, all right, I guess I'm gonna go for the full set. And it took like ten years, but I got them all as of like a year or two ago. Yeah, that is crazy, man. I could never even like imagine having a full collection. It's gotta be awesome though. Yeah, well, it's also just sitting on the shelf, so I don't really play them. But it is, yeah. I have to say, I'm really glad I did it, because, like, my... If I literally waited any longer, those games would be way too expensive. Like, the most expensive N64 game is called Clay Fighters Sculptor's Cut. It was a Blockbuster exclusive. There's only, like, a few thousand in the world. I got one, and it was, like... I think I got... I think I bargained, like, $270, $280. Now it's worth $1,000. That game is fun. I think it's kind of neat because it's like a, it's it's so exclusive. I, I yeah. don't know, like almost like because of that, I found that game fun. Uh, question: Do you have any like sealed or graded games? Um, only a couple. I have the last Wii game, which is Shakedown Hawaii. It came out in like yes. 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, I might have like one or two other ones. I don't really do sealed or graded games. Um, I mean, I think it's kind of cool that, like, own stuff, and then, like, I can watch the value go up. You know, it's neat, but, like, I don't really have an interest in, like, you know, flipping the games or whatever. Yeah, neither. I only have Animal Crossing New Leaf sealed. Just, oh, cool. I have no clue. Yeah. Why. Like, that's not going to go up. It's just my favorite game of all time. It's just yeah. like a nice little shelf piece or something. Yeah. And it's not, mm -hmm. it's like the Nintendo Selects version. So oh, okay, yeah. It's not phenomenal, but I guess that's kind of cool. Put it on the shelf. It's... Nintendo yeah. selects. That's, that's kind of cool. Uh, Noah Drake asks, what is your favorite Mario character? Hmm. Favorite Mario character? Yeah. <clears throat> hmm. You know, that's really hard because most of the characters have no personality. Yes. Um, I guess I could go off, like, design. I mean, obviously, Luigi, fantastic. Can't go wrong with Luigi. Um... I don't know. I'm like really racking my brain trying to think of something really obscure. There's mm. a lot of characters from like the Mario and Luigi games, like the enemies and bosses that I like. I can't think of any particular, but there's like some in my head that are really, really cool. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't really have much of an answer for that, to be honest. Do you have any like top three or like anyone like you said, you know, Luigi? Do you have yeah. anyone else? I do like. So for some reason, I like using dry bones in like Mario Kart. So yeah. dry bones is a good one. Um, I do kind of like Waluigi as well. He's good. I use him for, like, Mario Party and Mario Kart as well. Mm -hmm. um, I like Koopa Troopas. Those ones are kind of cool, I guess. I don't, really, I don't know. Cute, yeah. <laughs> I don't have much else beyond that. Yeah. I have a favorite, and it's kind of a weird one. I mean, because mm -hmm. as you said, like, you don't see much, you know, personality out of him. I guess just for looks-wise, and I'm sad that he's not been around recently, I really like Toadsworth. Okay, yeah. Toadsworth's cool. I like him. He is cool. He's just like the Grandpa Toad, and I love it for some reason. The only sad part is he's not around recently. Yeah, I can't think of, like, the last game he was in. It's been a while. I don't know. I mean, he's been in, like, some Mario sports games. Like, like, like little, like, side guy. Like, he's not a playable character or anything, but yeah, he's just kind of, like, in there. Uh, now I want to know, but I'll look it up after. Uh, yeah, I mean, mm. it's, it's, it's hard to pick just because, you know get to meet a lot of them, get to, you know, get their personalities and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I'll read. We have one more question here. Okay. Um, let's go, let's go here. If you could make one new game sequel come out this year on the switch, what would it be? Diddy Kong racing Two. That's a fantastic answer. It won't happen, but man, that would be sick. I mean, even like a, remake or something just yeah like a switch they did version a of that did you, you know they did a remake on the ds yeah from, from the uh n64 to the ds yeah. yeah but i mean like a like a switch yeah all new yeah like that that would that would be awesome too um i feel like maybe it could happen because like if they got goldeneye on the switch um they got banjo on the switch you know it, it might be possible for them to like eventually remaster it uh, mm -hmm. It's weird because, like, I know there's a lot of people that love those kinds of racing games, mm -hmm. but, like, you don't really hear about them because, like, literally no one makes those kinds of games at all. Like, the only yeah. other game like Diddy Kong Racing is Crash Team Racing, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I almost feel like 
Well, if it's just added to like the Switch, like the Switch Online stuff, yeah, that'd be fine. But I almost feel like it's hard for Nintendo to make another racing game when you have Mario Kart mm-hmm. on the same, you know, console. Yeah. Um, not that. Yeah, I mean, I would love some Diddy Kong racing too. That'd be awesome. But I guess it's I like, feel it's like the same argument with like F Zero, right? Like why Nintendo's making yeah. F Zero? Like they have Mario Kart, mm-hmm. so you know why would they? Yeah. Hmm. I I think they just need to turn. Mario Kart into Nintendo Kart. Yeah, they they really should. Put put everyone in there. Mm-hmm. And it will appeal more. It's just, I mean, they can't change the name. It's got to always be Mario Kart, because th- that's what everyone knows it I mean, as. Just call it Mario Kart X or something, and then yes. just have, like, on, on the box art, Mario, uh, Kirby, Link, you know, all the main Mario character, or Nintendo characters we're familiar with, it'll sell like crazy. That sells, yeah. I was like, just about to say that. That's that, really they don't sell. even have to do an adventure mode. Literally just the same thing as Mario Kart eight, but make mm-hmm. it look better and add Nintendo stuff. Just Nintendo everything instead of just Mario mm-hmm. everything. It only it'll it'll only ever help it because like no one plays Mario Kart uh like if they did hypothetically take out the Koopalings and stuff like that. No yeah. one plays Mario Kart for those Koopalings. They're gonna play like every Nintendo fan can unite in the one game. It's yeah. that would be awesome that's what they have to do um i'll answer this one yep a sequel on the switch i would probably say i guess animal crossing games aren't sequels they kind of are and they wouldn't i guess i mean yeah i i I picture it as more of like a continuation i I don't know uh so i would have said like animal crossing whatever the next game's called new horizons 2 but like the switch is already kind of limited in power so it's not like that'd be much different yeah so i guess i'll say i'm at a loss uh i'm looking at my games <laughs> let's get oh now that would actually be really cool captain toad captain treasure toad. tracker 2 you know that game has dlc yes had, did, I did you play it? I did not. <laughs> I feel like I'm the only one that played the DLC. They're actually pretty good levels. Like, I was streamed it, it yeah. like, like I don't know, four or five years ago. Was it? I mean, I guess I shouldn't ask for a sequel if, if I haven't played the DLC. Was it, like, well advertised? Because I never heard of it. It was, no. I think they did, like, a tweet and one video, and that was it. And then they yeah. never talked about it again. Like, I literally don't know anyone that has played the DLC for, for that game in particular. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only like five bucks, right? Yeah, it was, I think it was like $7. Seven. Uh, it, it, was, it was a little overpriced. Fair. I mean, it wasn't that much, but like, I think it was like 15 or 20 stages or something. Like, it took me an hour to get through. Oh, them. okay. It was something like that. Yeah, that's like another chapter or so. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, Captain Toad, Treasure Track 2. That's one that I really want to come back. That'd be cool. Or like a new Donkey Kong. Like a 3D Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. I want to see DK64 2. Or just like a new 3D DK. Like, that game has, I feel like, a lot of potential. Um, mm-hmm. Just in general. Because all those, everyone loves the Kongs. The Kongs are great. They already have their unique attributes. So, ha- making like a DK64... Um, that isn't like a, a massive collectathon slog like the first 3D game was would be mm-hmm. I think awesome. It'd be great. I think another 3D Donkey Kong is just like the next step because you I mean we've had one before but like the we've had 2D recently we've had Donkey yeah. Kong Tropical Freeze Country Returns. I think that's the next step. And speaking of games that need to come back, uh, I want to get this before we wrap up. Uh, mm-hmm. When or if. If or when do you think Metroid Prime 4 is going to release? Probably next year, I would guess. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be one of those things where, like, it's like a Breath of the Wild or Twilight Princess scenario where it's got two different versions. There's the Switch 1 and then the Switch mm-hmm. 2 version, which, again, we don't know how different the consoles are going to be, but I imagine that's what they're going to do because it's like, you know, they announced Prime 4 when the Switch was announced. So, like, yeah. I feel like they, they're obligated to release it on the Switch 1. But most people will definitely. probably end up playing it on Switch 2. They definitely have to put it on Switch 1 because they announced it for it. You can't, like, if you were going to not put it on Switch 1, you got to tell people now. Because, like, you know, what if, you know, little Jimmy bought a Switch for Metroid Prime 4? Like, yeah. he hasn't gotten it yet. You know, you 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 promised that. 
you got you gotta you know roll it out i think it's also nice to have that kind of dual release though because it, it almost pushes the the next console because if you have a switch you're like oh it also came out on switch too mm -hmm. i kind of want one like it just helps further with with the push kind of like the uh breath of the wild wii u yeah switch, i mean same time i think the wii u breath wii u version of that game sold like three million units or something which is like yeah, really no, good for the wii u definitely good yeah out of 12 million players, 3 million is 25% of the fan base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then God knows how many people got on the on the Switch, too. So, like, Wii oh, U yeah. players, yeah, so the 3 million plus whoever else had a Wii U. And, like, like do you have the Wii U uh, Breath of the Wild? Yes. I actually, hmm. um, I got it last year. I have, I have pretty much all of the, like I said, for, for Wii U, all of the good ones. So I have Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah. So I've been mm -hmm. playing um, Twilight Princess HD. It's it's pretty good. That's crazy. I have plans on playing it. Like that was the only Wii U game that I didn't collect. That I really wanted to, so I got it last year for like seventy bucks, which is not terrible. Yeah, I think I was, paid around that you know, much too, because yeah, I ended up I, I finished like the rest of the Wii U games. I just got the rest of them. So mm -hmm. yeah, it was like sixty seventy. Yeah, I have to play that one too. Is it? Is, is that, like, your first time playing through uh, Twilight Princess, or, like... Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, so for Zelda, like, I don't have a lot of history with it. Like, I've played Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask a few years ago. Um, and then I played Breath of the Wild last year. But, like, beyond that, I've played, like, no Zelda games. So pretty mm -hmm. much all the ones I'll be playing over the next, like, year or so is going to be brand new to me. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I think that can bring us to a close on the podcast. Thank you cool. so much for coming on. I really, I totally appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Thanks for it inviting was a me. Pleasure chatting with you. Uh, before we end, uh, two things. One, are there any upcoming projects that you can share with us or hint at with us? Um, honestly, a lot of the stuff I'm doing this year, I'm keeping a secret. But I will yeah, say, yeah, I understand. Um, at the end of this year, we are releasing something that's kind of akin to the GameStop video, but it's actually a lot crazier. Okay, that's all. Awesome. That's all I will share. So wait awesome. for December. We're gonna have something probably like one of the wildest traveling videos I've, I'll ever do on the channel. So I'm hyped. Yeah, it'll, I'll tell you about it when we're off. If you're curious. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and then where can they find you on? Yeah. Social medias. Um, you can just you can go to Nathaniel Bandy on on youtube or bethaniel nandy also on youtube either or awesome well thank you so much for coming on i appreciate it thank you all for watching go check out nathaniel's content and we'll see you all in episode number 72 hopefully with another guest awesome see you all then adios all right see you guys <laughs>